0: It's deep, because that's exactly what I'm going to get in you. <laughs> it's deep. Jeff Jarrett's screwing everybody. <laughs> to me, Jeff Hardy was great all year. Fuck and, my ass off! You're not pinning him up on the, the fridge when you get home from school, so... He was bad at everything. <laughs> interchangeable <such>. bimbos. <laughs> <laughs> but nothing's better than a double J sleeper, old man. The fucking nard shot him, punted his ball sack. Hey, I got an infection, you want to see it? And the fridge goes, yeah! <laughs> Who would say it to my face? You're going to screw me infection i'd love to see your infection it's probably not the sexiest uh answer you'll ever get it's probably you know you're probably not gonna sh- shoot your load after that answer but slide one in there is mine uh, i don't wanna you're saying this like i don't know what the fuck i was yeah i remember being fucking pumped you remember how goddamn let down i was about two shows in i gotta go to b-hole slam butt fucked himself i'm fucking horny for that motherfucker because all they want us to do is watch horse shit wrestling <laughs> Nah, uh, good riddance to tna Yep, I'd really like to take another look at that WCW. <laughs> if The listeners don't like it. I don't care. We're gonna have a great fucking time. Good wrestling, fun wrestling. It's gonna be amazing. Since so we're done watching fucking TNA, I'm so fucking happy to be moving on from TNA. I'm, so- I'm gonna see Andre the fucking Giant. Is he picking back to where we once belonged? Give it back!
1: Give it back! Get back. Get back. Get back. <laughs>
0: All right, we're not seeing 18 fucking dives to the floor. No man can take down 18 holes, right, without energy. That'd be really fucking funny if you guys had to watch it again. We're not fucking watching it again. All right, you pieces of shit. Oh, man, hammer my butt. This is going to be awesome. In association with the Shining Wizards Network, Gorilla Brain Wrestling Podcast presents...
2: Year of Duke and Rogue. I'm your host, Duke Banks. Handsome Kevin, handsome Kevin. The hell is that? It's handsome Kevin. That's pretty deep, man. You you being possessed over there? You okay? No, it's it's deep because that's exactly what
0: I'm
1: gonna get in you. <laughs> it's deep. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> man! I'm right. just—I
0: uh, having to talk about TNA again. I'm feeling, you know, a little, a little bit, uh, you know, did d- d- demonized? Is that uh, what I'm looking for? Is that the word?
2: Like becoming a demon? Yeah, like I'm becoming ki- a demon.
0: Having to that's, talk about TNA—that's being demonized, not like the kiss that's demon. What that means. No. The kiosk de- okay. demon—that's what that is. Yeah. The kiosk demons demonized. Got gotcha. you. Okay. Yeah. No, it's probably not that. Then I just when we wrapped right with the last show of TNA, I was I was pretty horny. Right. I was pr- feeling pretty good, and now here we are talking about TNA again, and I did not. You know, I don't. I just don't. I don't wanna. <laughs>
2: Well, today we're wrapping up season five of the year of. That was the first year of TNA's monthly pay-per-views. And, man, I was doing some review on the uh, you know, the prep for the show here, and uh, you were pretty optimistic about this season, first couple of shows.
0: Of course all, I was.
2: All excited yeah. and happy and stoked. I know. What happened, man?
0: You're saying this like, I don't know what the fuck I was, right? That's what you're doing right now. You're saying, you're saying, oh, remember that when you were pumped? Yeah, I remember being fucking pumped. You remember how goddamn let down I was about two shows in? All right, you can be excited and you can be let down. That happens.
2: So you think it took about two shows? Maybe three?
0: I, it might have taken two hours. I'm not sure. I don't remember. <laughs>
2: Well, we started this run with Victory Road, the first three-hour extravaganza they put on. Which Double J took on Jafardi for that title, and then we just wrapped up with Genesis. Which, I mean, I think the quality of the, the stuff was starting to get a little bit better, but, you know, I'm, I'm also happy to be moving on to something else. So today we're going to be running down the best and worst. We're going to give you a taste of what's to come. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> Give you a taste.
0: Uh, you you said something in that that I want to address. You said that you believed that they were heading in the right direction. Now, I'm I guess I'm pretty inclined to agree with you on that point. It, it felt by the end of this run of episodes, they were starting to kind of make a turn. At the same time, I wonder if maybe the you put on those glasses. <laughs> Excuse me. Like I was saying, at the same time, I wonder if you put on those like those happiness glasses, right? Because you could see the end of the tunnel, right? You could see that the journey was was pretty much over. So then you're like, "Oh no, it's pretty good. We're pretty much done." You know what I mean?
2: I'm not ruling it out. You know, interspersed throughout the season, there was plenty of good action. You know, that's definitely the strong point of the season was, you know, the high-flying action. It was definitely done to excess. You know, but we saw a lot of innovative yeah. maneuvers, especially out of the X Division guys. Had some good new big fellas as well. Um, I don't know. It seemed like once Joe came in, maybe it was just Joe's presence that enhanced the shows a little bit, you know? Because he was yeah. only in for about yeah. the, the you know last five or six shows, but you're guaranteed a good, you know, ass kicking affair with uh,
3: with Samoa, current AEW champion.
2: Yeah, what you, like twenty yeah, years it, down you're the line. Right. He
0: was once he, once he was. Yeah, I mean, once he was introduced, he definitely had. It it felt like the pay per views had a little bit less bullshit in them, which was kind of the helpful, I guess, helpful when you're trying to enjoy something. The less bullshit. Give me a little bit of bullshit, but not bullshit up and down the card. And when Joe arrived, it seemed like they were starting to starting to have a little bit less of that extracurricular stuff that I don't care for.
2: Our last season, Season 4, that uh, epitomized the bullshit, and it carried over into Season 5 here. We had some of the same guys writing the stuff. Roosie, I mean, very funny to our listeners who voted for us to do this season. Basically a continuation of that one, <laughs> but we wised up this time. We're not asking Bro. your opinions. <laughs> no, we d- we decided what we're going to go with. Pieces we'll- of shit. <laughs> we'll let you pieces of shit know at the end of the show here. But but now we're going to do a quick rundown. Hopefully this will be hopefully this will be short and sweet and fun. We're going to name some best and worst, <laughs> like man. Yo, dick. Oh yeah. <laughs> all right, man. you ready to ready to hop back into that time machine that you hoped you never would have to? I don't know. is no an option <laughs> well, I'm gonna ask you the questions anyways, so okay, gotcha all right. all right, man. We're gonna start off with the best and worst show. Now, the first couple shows, you know, like I said, you're a pretty optimistic guy, right? We had the Victory Road. It was kind of a fresh thing with the six sides, you know. A couple shows in, we had the, I think everything was contested inside the six sides of steel. And then there was was a whole bunch of stuff in between there where, uh, you know, I was hearing some reviews out of you similar to our last season, you know. Like, this might be the worst show I've ever seen. I think it might have just... I don't know if any of these are as bad as that stuff. But does anything pop out to you as, like... Yeah. Their best work or their least best work?
0: Oh, good question. Good question, good question, good question. (sighs) Part of me wants to just say no. Like, they all ended up blending together and just being... Like a, like a bad sandwich, right? It's like you, you, want a sandwich so bad, you get a sandwich, you eat the sandwich, and you're like, "Oh, that wasn't a good sandwich," but I'm done with it. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't think...
2: All right, let me approach it this way: Was there it's a, a sandwich. was there a favorite or least favorite show of ours this season? Because I think my favorite was Sacrifice. There's a whole lot of singing in that one.
0: Oh, yeah, as far as our show covering TNA? Yeah. It was either Sacrifice or the, that last one. The Genesis? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my Sacrifice was pretty good. It was pretty good, but uh, last one was pretty good, too. So if we're basing it off of our shows talking about TNA, those are the two that pop out to me. Uh,
2: yeah, I remember towards like the middle of the season, you were getting kind of angry. I think that you had this. Task I was pretty pissed of reviewing off reviewing
0: yeah. these shows.
2: <laughs> you know,
0: well, they're just th- so fucking awful, man.
2: What about? All right, hard justice. Remember hard justice? Oh yeah,
0: hard justice. I remember getting hard for justice.
2: So that one featured Double J and AJ. With Tito Ortiz is the official. I mean, that was kind of a low point. Tito kind of cost your guy, the title. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Of course Lockdown sure had Lockdown had all the uh everything was in a cage which was a good idea. But executed very poorly. There were no traditional cage matches. So I'm gonna say that's my least favorite because there was a lot of potential there and we ended up having a fucking candidate for worst match of the year or silliest bullshit of the year, that tables match inside the cage match between Raven and Hardy. Yeah. Oh, man.
0: Hardy had so many bad spots throughout the entire year, though. It's hard to just be like, oh, remember that one? That's the one. I think that the thing that bothered me the most about lockdown is that they were still trying to, like, uphold traditional rules, which is the silliest bullshit because they never tried to uphold traditional rules like throughout the entire season. So how do you... Everybody, everything's in a cage where there should, the traditional rules should not be in place, but they're trying to uphold... Like The fucking tags were... The tags were the dumps, man.
2: I agree. Having a tag match within... a steel cage match. Oh. That was the... Yeah. That was the event Candido got hurt, so I think that's got to be the worst.
0: I don't... Yeah. That was... Was that Ray... Was it Raven and Hardy, the tables match in that?
3: Yeah. That tag team match was pretty badass, though.
2: It was. the You're talking about the, the triple X. AMW? Triple X. Yeah.
3: That was actually a turning point.
0: believe it or not. Well, suck me sideways.
2: All right. Yeah. You got it. I think we were starting to get into a better mood towards the end of the season, seeing the finish line, right? So you might be on to That's what I was saying there. before. Yeah. So. Well, all right. Yeah, I'm going to take either sacri- Sacrifice or Genesis, and then Destination X is going to be my, my worst, just because of the like I said there was not one traditional you know get your ass out of the cage match which is a big miss
0: so you mean lockdown not Destin, not destination X?
2: uh yeah. Yep. <laughs> see they're all blended yep. together <laughs> <man>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah no I got gotcha. you
2: I all think right.
0: the uh, probably genesis genesis is probably
3: my favorite Because it was the last one?
2: Yep. All right, moving along. We go best and worst match here. There's a lot of good action with the X Division, AJ Styles. Styles, Joe, and Daniels in that triple threat at Unbreakable. That was a famous five-star match, which I got no problem giving that one, the, the match of the year. There's some other good ones. I mean, I enjoyed seeing I enjoyed seeing Abyss in action. Yeah, Abyss was fun. I think S- Styles
0: and Abyss is the one that jumps out to me the most. Their cage match.
2: I mean, there was also... Styles and Daniels had a couple of Iron Man matches, which were good. We had a, a whole bunch of special rules matches. None of them pop out as, like, super great. I mean, there was that tag team match. No,
0: most of them pop out as super bad.
2: Right. (laughs) There was that tag team match with the famous, you know, Hurricane Rod off the top of the the cage at Turning Point.
0: So, I mean, that's a good moment slash spot. No, my my favorite match. Yeah, my favorite. I think my favorite match is probably Abyss and... Abyss and Styles in the cage. And, like, least favorite, just insert one competitor, and it's going to be, and he won't pick anyone.
3: Jeff Hardy? Yeah, I'm talking about fucking Jeff Hardy. <laughs> the goddamn doper. Man, I got a couple of contenders for worst match.
2: And Hardy is in one of them. Remember that Kings of Wrestling versus Just Styles one? Styles Hardy and mach The first show?
0: Yeah, that was not a Yeah, yes, that was not a good match, right? That was not a good match. But <laughs> but that's the only Jeff Hardy match on your list?
2: That was one that I mean, Motch won with a punch to the face, I believe. I mean, maybe he had loaded knucks. It was just very underwhelming. He he, he countered the sunset flip. flip. I think the only move that he hit was a a punch. We didn't see no elbow. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he got a punch.
0: No, we didn't see an
2: elbow. Very underwhelming, but there's other hardy ones for sure. Another one, BG James and Jeff Hammond. It's Michael Shane and Kazarian. (laughs) (laughs) remember that one
0: yeah i I understand i understand where you're coming from with that but at the same time he's that's not a a match that's that's like a sideshow match you know what i mean that's not like a real match is it it is a real match they just have a referee and all that but it's hard to look at that and call that the worst when you look at the like the parts right you look at the parts that are in the match Right, I don't want to talk about Jeff Hammond. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't want Jeff Hammond. Uh, like, I just, I don't, I don't want anything to do with Jeff Hammond. Like, I'm looking at matches that have just traditional, like, wrestlers licensed by the state. If <laughs> they still have wrestling license.
2: <laughs> I don't think that Hardy should have a wrestler.
0: license. <laughs> you fucking think.
3: <laughs>
2: I mean, yeah, there was that tables match, him and Raven. Him and Abyss out in the, I think they were feuding out in the back with all those TNA fans that couldn't get in. Yeah, yeah.
3: Yep. (laughs) All the ones they turned away.
2: So there ain't one in particular. It's just kind of anything involving that that guy, huh?
0: Pretty much, man. I can't think of anything that throughout the entire, run of episodes that when i watched him i liked all right so that tells me that he was bad at everything so one that would probably stick out is when he threw that bitch fit on the floor remember he oh, sold yeah. the the fucking table spot and then threw his bitch fit i mean he's just he's ridiculous he, either that or him and pounce like i love that pounce whooped his ass but right. his whole like like crawling to the, the the ring all weird like he's all fucking strung out and then getting in the ring and uh, appearing to do a, a fucking curse like cousin Jacob on on Pounce and then Pounce fucking coming back and <laughs> whooping that ass. Like I love that Pounce was whooping that ass but don't don't fucking stop it Jeff Hardy with your fucking weird dance and your weird bullshit. God, Go for a smoke man. Take it Oh a cigarette a cigarette smoke Jeff all right a cigarette
2: so this lead lead nicely into best and worst wrestler. I think Jeff Hardy's probably consensus worst. So he missed his flight. Allegedly. Can you think of anybody
0: else that was worse?
2: Like licensed by the state, missed his flight. So that was <laughs> yeah, like licensed by the state. Worst. No, no, he's he's there on you know name recognition alone. And I mean, there's something to be said for star power, you know, we don't like him, but he's got this, he always gets cheers, you know, he's got his disciples taking the paint baths with him, but his, his work rate is worse than it was in the Federation here. It looked very sloppy. Like not just because, yeah, not, we're not just picking on him because he's, uh, you know, notorious doper who keeps getting second chances um even his like like twist of fate looked like shit the last one of the season he didn't even twist mm-hmm. monty <laughs> you know and then like you said right. having tantrums when things weren't going his way just really uh, you know he's he takes the cake here everybody else pretty much had something Bringing to the table, even jabronis who were there to take a fall. At least they did their job, you know. Right as far, yep. as far as the best goes, I mean AJ Styles, he's an easy pick. Double J, he did did provide some stability to that heavyweight division. He had, held the title for most of the year, but I'm kind of leaning towards a couple of new guys. I like what Abyss and Monty did. Okay. Um I I
0: see I see like I'm looking at this in a couple different ways. One, if you're looking at like you're just saying like best wrestler, that's there's so many things that go into what is the makeup of a wrestler. So, I'm looking at like, you know, if you're looking at the charisma, the on the mic, the in the ring, to me, uh, Jeff Hardy was great all year and his his character went through Went through some changes, like a little bit. You know what I mean? He had little tweaks throughout the year, and he was great. AJ Styles, not really good on the mic, man. Great in the ring, right? Great in the ring. Not really there on the mic. It's you Jeff Hardy. Jeff- Oops, not Jeff Hardy. <laughs> Fuck my ass off. Jeff <laughs> Jeff Jarrett.
1: You just Jeff doubled Jarrett. down on God Jeff damn, Hardy. I feel like
0: a real... <laughs> what? Oh, no. yeah. <laughs> fuck what? Golly. I was I'm giving fucking, you a look, I, man, I, I man. got, uh, thinking about that goddamn doper has fucking doped my brain up. I'm talking about J E double F J A double R E double T Jeff Jarrett, not Jeff Hardy. I fucking hate Jeff Hardy. Jeff Jarrett was great all year on the mic in the ring. His character, his character did take a couple couple of turns, and like by the end of it, he had me laughing my ass off at different things. So, I, I definitely go Jeff Jeff Jarrett, but I think that uh, Abyss Abyss was very good, and Pounce was very good too. He was good, pretty good on the stick, and uh, his in ring work worked for me. So, but if you're going to ask me who the best is, it's it's Jeff Jarrett, not Jeff Hardy. Jeff Jarrett, not Jeff
2: Hardy. <laughs> Man. That was pretty rough there, man. But
3: Ah, go fuck yourself.
2: <laughs> well, Jared did start the year and end, end the year as champion. And I think we're, you know, like you said, there's a lot of things that go into it, but we're looking at, you know, kind of who did the best job. And I gave Double J a lot of shit this year, but he did a pretty good job, you know. He even got himself kicked out for beating up a fan. Yeah, the fan deserved it. I mean, showing all sorts of character development, <laughs> but <laughs> there is a really wrong answer here because I mean Styles was always a treat to watch. Sabin was great. Daniels was great. Joe was only there for about half the no. time, but he was great. So Jeff Hardy kind of stands alone as the worst. But you know, we got to, we got to see a lot of a lot of good action between you know, from the rest of those guys. How do you, what do you think of Raven's job this year? He had a title rate in there. through some changes. Yeah.
0: He would probably, Raven would probably be, he'd probably be in like my top three, I think. Top three, top five. But not number one. Uh, And that's not like, that's really no fault of his own. I mean, he had to run a program with, the doper right Mm. and then he had he had other just like weird like he had bullshit going on man he had to fight dustin in that one like bull rope gimmick match and which wasn't bad like i it wasn't the worst match i've ever seen it wasn't it wasn't good but he was good on the he was good on the mic like he's always a character that i like so i just if he didn't do his if he didn't go into like his what almost like rapping Right, if he could, if he could stop trying to be, uh, you know, Biggie Smalls, that would have been that would have helped his case. Uh, but he's he's probably top, you know, top three. I would I would put him in.
2: He was one of the guys who I think was trending in the right direction. You know, although his earlier stuff yeah, with that probably have to go. Jared. With that helmet. I like the helmet. Missed that thing.
0: Yeah, the Viking helm. Yeah, the Viking helm was something else, man. The Viking helm was something. Different for sure. Something <laughs> interesting. Something quite I don't know what. I think I if I were gonna go top three, it'd probably be Double J Raven and, and Christopher Daniels. Mm. Daniels is great in the ring, good and good on the mic. And he he did a lot of like high flying stuff, but the pacing of his matches always worked out well. So even when he was, you know, even when he was in there doing high flying bullshit. He did pace the match well enough, where it didn't seem like a spot fest. So those mm-hmm. would probably be my top three guys.
2: That was the the case with that last Iron Man match. I mean, you got these two high flying guys, he and Styles, who actually slowed the thing now, and it was it was nice for a change, for sure. Yeah. So, well, that ties in nicely to the best and worst tag team. If Daniels and Skipper would have stayed together, they would have been a contender, but. Because they were only together for the first couple of shows, I can't give it to them. But there was there was quite a few tag teams in America's Most Wanted Team Canada. I know one of your favorites, uh, Pat Kenny and Uncle Johnny B. Yeah, they didn't get, they didn't get nearly enough uh, nearly enough airtime. But then we had the Naturals, of course. We had the Five Deltas, and we had uh, whatever. Ron and Don were calling themselves this time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I going to probably go Ron and Don for my worst. Remember the Phi Deltas?
0: No way. No. Yeah. Okay. There you are. <laughs> you motherfucker, gonna go Ron and Don, <laughs> and you fucking the Phi Deltas were horrible. The Phi Deltas were trash.
2: They got they moved a little bit for big fellas. I mean, it tells you the state of the... I wish
0: they'd move in front of traffic.
1: Kind
2: <laughs> yeah, it tells you the state of the uh, the product at the time because those two teams were featured, you know. I think it was the, the two bimbos had those teams representing them.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, for, I mean, for a brief period of time. For a brief period of time. The, the Phi Deltas were fucking miserable, man. They were horrible. The only way I could see if you were like, oh, no, it was Ron and Don is if they came out in, like, some new weird gimmick where they're wearing, like, you know, Zubas and fanny packs and some type of, you know, uh, colorful jackets. Called them Dynamic Don and Radical Ron. <laughs> <laughs> even then, they're not as, yeah, you know, I can't even, like, I can't, in my mind, I can't even think of something to make them, like, as bad as... The Phi Deltas. The only, like, there's... The Phi Deltas were the worst. Not even close. Not even close. Who are you taking for the best? I've been thinking about that one. I've been thinking about that one. I've been shitting, well, I've been shitting on the Phi Deltas. I've been trying to think of who... who my favorite tag team is. And I think that... AMW... I mean, throughout the entire season, they were in that... the tag team picture. They had a lot of good matches... So they're pretty high up there. It's definitely not diamonds in the rough. Team Canada was great. i think e y when he got a little bit more personality towards the end of the season the team Canada got better, but like who did it's more of a faction than a tag you know the way that i'm the way that I'm looking at it, so probably probably a m w man It's hard really to go anywhere else,
2: yeah, I agree. Team Canada had you know, that rude and EY combo was good, but AMW did, you know, dominate the season. And with Team Canada they had kind of different combinations and whatnot. So and I wasn't really impressed by the naturals. Hoyt and my guy Kid Cash. <laughs> You know, I got to take a little detour because he was, he was one of my early picks for guy of the year and he didn't even make it out of the first couple. I think he made it three shows. So my predictions were pretty bad this year.
0: Yeah. Pretty fucking awful. <laughs> so, <laughs> fucking picking fucking kid cash. Kid cash is going to be my guy of the year. And yeah, they got fired for being a dick. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. You mentioned factions. I think team Canada is really the only choice here. There was yep. diamonds in the rough. That was about it. I think Double J was trying to trying to fix something up there at the end with AMW and Gale Kim. He was. Um, that didn't quite come to fruition. But more importantly, let me ask you here. Okay. Team Canada WCW, Lance Storm. Yep. yep. And friends, or Team yep. Canada TNA.
0: Boy, that's I'm gonna probably have to say the only thing that would make me go to WCW Team Canada is Lance Storm. Because the the rest of it, like the the storylines that they were given and and the feuds that they were working with, none of it none of it really jived with me. I really don't like anything that they were doing, but I love Lance Storm. As far as Team Canada in, in TNA I like I like the parts outside of A one. I don't think A one is much to much. You're not gonna you're not pinning him up on the the fridge when you get home from school. So uh, I
2: don't think that <laughs> if Jeff Hardy wasn't such the front runner, A one is a contender for worst of the year.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But I'd
2: probably take I I probably I would take Team Canada TNA over Team Canada WCW. They're both kind of, you know, humorous heel stables. Lance storm is a very strong character, but it was just kind of him and him and a bunch of jumbled parts together. Damore added a lot. You know, that brings us to best and worst manager. I think Demore's gotta be gotta be the best. I mean, who else we had? We had Mitchell, we had Mouth of the South. Is there anybody else?
0: Yeah, Mitchell, the Mouth of the South. We had the bimbos. If you want to put them as a as a manager, we can't really do a, I mean, we generally put those into the special subcategory of valet, but with it only being two, I don't, I mean, and I can't really, if I'm being completely honest with you, I can't really remember which one is which.
2: So they're kind of interchangeable bimbos. Um, Trinity was the one who pulled off that high-flying moonsault. Okay. And uh, Tracy was the one who was bouncing down to the ring. All right. So Trinity's best valet. Tracy's worst. And then we'll go back
0: to the original manager question. (laughs) I think I I love Jimmy Hart. He didn't have it for me in this TNA situation. No. So probably, boy, not even probably. It's Scott Demore.
2: I hate to give the worst to Jimmy Hart, but he... It wasn't the same, man. No, came it really out wasn't. as a spiritual advisor.
0: They well, still should have went, still should have had to talk and be the spiritual advisor.
2: Well, best and worst theme song is up next. I think Mr. Uh, Mount Profession Jeff Hardy is probably going to be the take yep. up for the worst.
0: It's the worst.
2: Was there was there a tune that you liked the best? I think the shocker came down to down with the no. He came down to that uh, God smack tune. Well, they were all like rip offs of it. Three live crew had their own tune.
3: Yeah.
0: Oh, Canada had the Canadian national anthem. That was that's that was good.
2: It was pretty good. What about
0: Abyss's theme? Abysses theme was pretty good. Yeah, it was a pretty good one. I didn't mind that. Or Samoa, actually Samoa Joe's. Some With jokes. Island boys. Yeah, with my island boys.
2: Yeah. <laughs> is there anything before we leave? Leave it here forever. Uh, is there anything about that Jeff Hardy side that really, really that spoke I fuck, to you? That, oh, that spoke <laughs> to me. No. Doesn't have to be no. in a positive way. I mean, it was all bad. Was there, it was any, all... was there any particular low lights of it?
0: Yeah, I think, you know, uh, <laughs> talk, saying, when I'm thirsty, take a drink. <laughs> like, you you fucking idiot. I, I hate him so much. <laughs> the song was horrible. He didn't sing. He spoke. <laughs> he spoke the lyrics. And I think I said on that episode, when I looked into his theme song, it looks like a bad junior. It sounds like a bad junior high band covering a bad non-point song. Fucking sucks, man. Humble on the top, humble
3: at the top. My profession.
0: Take a drink.
2: It was pretty bad, man. You can go back and listen to whatever episode that was, and I think you read out the whole thing.
0: Yeah, I read out the whole fucking thing, and I feel dumber for doing it.
2: The That's song be sucks. A low light of the season.
0: It's a low light of my life.
2: Thanks for taking one for the team, man.
0: Oh, yeah, man. Oh, you can get ready to take
3: one for the team.
2: <laughs> All right. We're talking way too much about this guy, but, I mean, we got feud of the year and worst feud of the year. Is Jeff Hardy and uh, dope? Does that count? <laughs>
3: Yeah yeah it goddamn
0: should, shouldn't it?
2: <laughs> I actually like the I like the Abyss and Sabu feud for what it was. You know, you're not gonna get a clinic with these guys, but they seem to work pretty well together. I think Styles and Joe a good thing brewing. Of course AM, AMW and Team Canada feud the whole time. Anything else pop out to you? Who who's double J's uh It was a double J's crawl this year.
0: You know, I don't think that he had, like, just one feud. And that was one of the things that was a little bit disappointing throughout the the year. They never really had that one, like, legitimate staple feud for the World Heavyweight Championship. So that is obviously, it's a letdown. I, there's, there actually, the more I think about it, the more there is, there was some pretty fun, I guess series of matches. I loved Styles and Styles and Daniels. I think was a pretty solid feud, even though like I still want him to just slow down a little bit. What they were doing with uh, Joe, like basically just taking on the, the all of the X division. I liked that. I see where you're coming from with Abyss and Sabu, though. Like for what it was, it was it was entertaining. I really don't know who I would say would be the like the best feud. It's pro It's got to be somebody Abyss
3: and Styles had some pretty lights out matches. Yeah, they they headlined that uh Lockdown I think it was. Yeah. Yeah, the cage match. They did
0: but with no certain stakes on the line that was the only like it was for the for a title shot, but I think probably Daniels and Styles feuding over the X Division Championship. That was probably that's probably my feud of the
3: year. Yeah, that's a good call. I think Raven, of course, he had that, yeah, that dud of a feud with Mister
2: Mall Profession. He he also feuded with abyss and rhino maybe hardy and double j was that feud that they were planning on having for you know kind of a signature feud for the year you had you had expressed your dismay with hardy being the the featured guy on the, the flyer for one of our last shows when he's kind of nowhere yeah. nowhere near the you know didn't belong there no but uh yeah i don't know three okay they had They feuded with the Canadians the whole time as well. That was kind of fun. But I think my favorite was that, um, because, I mean, it was a feud. It was, you know, just three straight matches at the end, different -hmm. different types of matches, different. I don't think there was ever any stakes besides, like, you know, I want to kill you with a barbed wire. But I like the Sabu Abyss. So speaking of Abyss. Abyss. I don't know if he counts you. You're going to have to educate me because uh, was Abyss a new guy? Or was he around years prior to when we started here? He was around talk- pri-
1: Yeah, he was around okay. prior. Uh,
2: so best and worst new guy. I don't know if we're going to – because I was thinking guys that came to mind, Abyss, you know, Ares, he was a new guy, Hoyt, Monty. Those were all new guys to me, right? Right. I don't um, know how long they had been around, but uh
0: so I would look at like the new the new guys during this run of episodes would be uh Roddy, Aries,
3: Shelley, Shocker, Joe. I think
2: that's Joe, right? That comes yeah. Got to be Joe, I think. And- Joe is best, probably yeah. worst. Yeah,
0: I, I I fucking hate Shocker.
2: I don't like Austin Aries. Ah,
1: I
0: don't mind Austin Aries. I just really hate that one movie. Does the pendulum elbow? It's so oh, fucking yeah. stupid. But yeah, <laughs> best is best is definitely Joe. Shocker sucks at everything. So yeah, Shocker.
2: Well, we got into a bit of a kerfuffle about this the other day, but uh, best and worst finishing maneuver. So my pick at the beginning of this season was the Canadian Destroyer, and it was looking pretty good, right? In the first show, he nailed the Canadian Destroyer to retain that X-Division title against AJ Styles. So I was thinking, man, I got, you know, pretty spot on here. But I think that's the only one we saw for the whole fucking season. Yep. So I got to throw that in the bin. As far as the maneuver, we're not talking a hold. We're not talking a, you know, flippy guy. Right we're talking something to put them away. Yeah. And because of uh its impact and because of the uh humorous twist you put on it, I got to go with the beehole slam.
0: <laughs> you went b-hole slam, huh? <laughs> yeah. And, and I don't remember what my I don't remember what you know, during our previous show what what move I picked. I think I was probably between the beehole slam and the pounds.
2: pounce. Oh yeah, the pounce. Yeah.
0: And I'm still I'm still there. It's between those two. I mean, take your pick, really. Beehole slam I really like because it was, it was, in a lot of ways, it was a boss man slam with a little extra, you know, a little bit uh, extra mustard on that dog. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but the uh, the pounce, man, the pounce was so much fun, especially when he would pounce like an official and the official would, you know, fly three counties over or. When he pounced Jeff Hardy, I think I got a bone, but I it's, it's <laughs>
2: <laughs> so your worst is probably going to be that elbow, right? Pendulum the, elbow, the pendulum sucked. elbow. Yeah, it sucked, but I mean, twist of fate. I mean, anything Hardy did. Again, we're talking about this guy too much, but he kind of occupies the worst column yes, here. Yeah,
0: he is definitely
2: <laughs> in the worst column. Muscle Buster. Pretty good. Pretty good. Styles Clash is a good finisher, but it's kind of outshined by all the flippy high-flying shit that he does. Right. Um,
0: the only thing that I don't like about the Muscle Buster is that it's not a move that you can you can slap on uh, just anybody, and it's also a little bit more difficult in setup. Hmm. Whereas the pounce that can that's that can definitely be one
2: of those hit them out of nowhere with the pounce. Uh, same thing with the with the B H slam. All right, next up we got hold. So you're gonna go? I think you I think you called double J sleeper at the beginning of the season. We got a double J sleeper. We got a haphazard sharpshooter by PD. Dickhead, you fucking uh, dickhead. <laughs> it's, a, it's a great sharpshooter. We got that choke by Joe, which got him a win. Yeah. Um any other holds pop out to you? Those are those are the, the ones that
0: come to mind. Nobody else really there wasn't a lot of like submission artists this year, so. Boy, I really like EY's. EY Sharpshooter, even though you fucking shit on it, and you're wrong. EY is pretty good, but nothing's better than a double J sleeper hold, man.
2: Yeah, in terms of the sleepers, he had the best one. Yeah. Um, There wasn't anything that stood out like, holy shit, like Cone Zones. Why the fuck didn't Cone Zone bring that damn, you know what I'm talking about? Uh, Tequila Sunrise? No, that other one.
0: Oh, the Ziploc?
2: The Ziploc, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. As I say, he did do the Tequila Sunrise in a match. Right. But yeah, the Ziploc yeah, the Ziploc's fucking unstoppable and I don't know, he just stopped using it altogether, so
2: All right. as far as interviews go, we had the Dougler, he was taking most of the uh most of the duties back there. I like his segment with Raven when Raven just went off on Jeff Hardy. I mean, I was right there with him. No, was so <laughs> are,
0: are you talking <laughs> well, like the best
2: the best Franchisler backstage segment? Heard any backstage segment. Most of them were with him. We also had Dusty in the pickup truck. Yeah. Well, take it away, man. What do you got? Uh, Larry Legend in the back. <laughs> Wanting Shane to be the first
0: to know. That oh, was... That was fucking gold, and when uh, <laughs> he's, when Jeff is Jeff Jarrett screwing everybody, those are the two best backstage oh, segments by far. I don't know which one is I don't know which one is better for sure. Larry Legend fucking knocked that one out of the park. We just started he doesn't press a button on the phone and says, "Give me somebody. I want Shane to know." <laughs> like that's so good. And then the fucking, like, just, I mean, it's probably the Jeff Jarrett screw me fucking segment because of when Monty showed up, and he's like, say it, say you're going to screw me, Jeff. And Jeff, say fucking, it. his fucking response to it and those delivery, like, he just looks shocked that Monty would tell him to screw him. And he's just, mm-hmm. why would I say that? it's Fucking great, <laughs> man. <laughs>
2: Yeah, Team Canada had a lot of funny segments as well. Uh one thing in particular that is just a small thing but made me laugh quite a bit was when Damore was on the shelf and they zoomed into a picture of Demore that they had in their in their lock. <laughs> <laughs> it was just very funny. God, even, I, the, I say, even the even the three
0: LK segment where uh, Ass has got their back, and, and Cone Zones not allowing them to have the back. And when Truth and uh, Dog were both going, I, I, I think it's a good idea too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought, I thought I thought it was a pretty good idea. I thought it was a good idea too.
2: <laughs> well, let me ask you this: What do you think of the the Dougler's job? How would you grade it? Was he good, or was it more of an acquired taste? It was a new a new position for him, for sure. I didn't like him. I didn't like him
0: as the backstage guy. I really didn't like him as the backstage guy. I think that like, he can talk, and I don't know why he didn't transition into a role at the commentator's t- table, at the commentator's booth, desk, whatever you want to say. I think that he would have been much better fitted there and have Mark Madden, not Mark Baden. What the fuck is the guy's name? Don West. Uh, Don West, yeah. Have Don West be your backstage interviewing guy that, you know, can be over the top, he can do his, you know, his sales shtick and, and all that, and have Shane be your, your your color commentator who can actually provide a little bit of like knowledge. About yeah. what's going on in the ring. You know what I mean? Like, a la uh, Jesse Ventura, Gorilla Monsoon, you know, uh, those type of guys that actually were good in the booth. Jerry the King Lawler, that and were actually wrestlers as well.
2: Would have provided some of that heel-face dynamic also, which is important in the booth. And I think for worst backstage segment, it's got to be the close-up of Big Sexy's infection, right?
1: Yeah, God, yes.
0: (laughs) Shit's fucking gross. I don't ever want to see that, man. I don't ever want to see that.
2: Yeah. I don't know if there's anything else that that popped out to you as bad, but, yeah, that was.
0: Don't show an infection. Don't ever show an infection. Nobody ever goes, hey, I got an infection. You want to see it? And the person goes, yeah. Oh, Yeah. I'd love to see your. I don't know. I went fucking goofy. Look, an <laughs> infection. I'd love to see your infection.
2: <laughs> those. I don't know. Those dusty segments in the back are pretty funny. Um. Yeah. Then I mean it wasn't a backstage segment, but you know that Piper's Pit type of deal they did with yeah, and the coconut.
0: Yeah, I know, brother.
2: Yeah, uh, that was kind of.
0: I'll making about uh, making Johnny fair play take the what was it the test?
2: Oh, fair play with the test, that's right. <laughs> fair play in the test was pretty bad. Oh, that was pretty bad, man. All right, we got uh we just got a few few more categories here and then we're going to just wrap it up with some final thoughts to let you know where we're going. So, this one there was way too many of these. Best and worst stipulation match. So, here's just a few. We had that Canadian hockey stick fight, the Monstrous Ball, the Elimination X, the Six size of Steel, we had the King of the Mountain, we had the Gauntlet match, we had the Tape Fist First Blood match, and we had like a ladder match, and but do you have a do you have a favorite or least favorite? Uh
0: yeah. I mean, I'm sure I definitely have a least favorite. There was a lot of build up to Monsters Ball, and that ended up only being like an eight minute fucking car crash type of a match, which I didn't I didn't necessarily love that. I th- like when you say it. In my mind, I automatically went to the hockey stick match. Say it. Say it to my face. You're gonna screw me. Hey, you're uh, going to screw me. Tell me you're going to screw me. Um, but when you, th- when you go back and like think about the match, the thing that I love about that is Ass really held up the rules. Like, he oh, was, yeah. Ass was a fantastic official in that match. And when you have rules being enforced uh, in, a, in a sea of matches not being, having rules be enforced, that one sticks out to me as good. Tape, fist, first, blood.
3: Oh, yeah. Remind me, what was the fucking...
0: Wasn't there a goofy-ass finish?
2: That was between Outlaw Man- and Nash. And, yeah, I think... Didn't one of them, like, rub blood on their face or something like that? No, they took the towel.
0: Remember, they cleaned up... They cleaned oh, up ass. The-
2: yeah, that actually.
0: Now that I think about it, I actually don't mind that. That was that was different. That was a different way to do it. So I actually, the more I think about it, the more I don't mind it. What was the goofy ass match with the five deltas? Wasn't that a weird ass stipulation match?
2: I know that was for who gets to be Dusty's assistant. Okay, I'm not sure now, if there was a stipulation.
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna go back, and I'm just gonna say, as far as like a, a strange stipulation type of a match, best and worst is the hockey stick match. It's a stupid, it's a stupid fucking stipulation. And I didn't like the concept and I didn't like the execution of the concept. I didn't like that. It was an actual like tag team match, but it was still like, uh, essentially a shit on a pole match. Mm. But the way it worked because of ass holding up the rules worked for me. So I mean, it's it's probably not the sexiest uh, answer you'll ever get. It's probably, not, you know, you're probably not going to sh- shoot your load after that answer. But best and worst to me is probably the hockey stick match.
2: There's some fun in there. Yeah. You know, one of the, uh, you just mentioned it, one of the things that really plagued this season was shitty, inconsistent officiating. Yeah. I mean, w- when we look at the season as a whole, there's probably... There's many things we can complain about, but there's probably like a handful of like simple fixes that would have just made it a little bit better, you know. Yeah, and that's definitely one of them. And Asp put on a hell of a performance, and yeah, I like that pick. What What do you think of the King of the Mountain match? You like that, or is that don't really care for much, it? Too much bullshit.
0: Yeah, I don't like anything that. Like yeah you, like you, you have, have to, to go into a penalty box type thing. I just don't like that concept.
2: It's kind of confusing too, because there's you have to get a pin to be eligible to go get the title right, and so that leaves the fans having to keep track of who's got a pin you know and mm-hmm. but yeah, lots of good action, a little confusing but yeah i I like that that pick because yeah, it was ridiculous, but it was it was fun. All right, coming down to the wire here, man. So this is something heavily criticized by you. In fact, you counted them. All right. All right, best high-flying move and worst high-flying move. (laughs) I think a swanton bomb, maybe?
0: Yeah, probably a swanton bomb is the worst. Even like when he was trying to be like super cool and jumping out high, flying and stuff, he wasn't doing the the, the swanton bomb. He was just fucking like dropping and flipping. Like it sucked. Jeff Hardy sucks. There was too. There's too many high flying moves, man. Altogether, too many high flying moves. Just in general. Was there one you liked? Ey's top
3: rope elbow. That's a good one.
2: AJ's phenomenal flip over the top is always good, but you see it every time. Yeah. That last one when he flew into the crowd was pretty sweet.
0: Yeah, when he butt-fucked himself on the
2: guardrail. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Right right in the B-hole. Oh, yeah? (laughs) You like the 450?
0: I don't mind the 450, but... The thing is that when you're seeing those, those moves like the, the 450 and the, the top rope, you know, Hurricane Rana's and the jet j- dive to the outside and all that kind of bullshit, they all, they all are lesser than because they're doing multiples in the match itself. When EY, EY delivers that top rope elbow, right? Cause Angleman only saw it once or twice. It stands out and it's a good looking
2: elbow. I gotcha. I also like that, uh, that rhino driver from the top
3: he delivered that really the second
2: it was still pretty cool not really high-flying move but
3: yeah
2: was there a best opening package for you yeah
0: that one that confused the fuck out of me that was my favorite don't the this shit was going in reverse. I was like, I don't know what the fuck is going on at all until, until I finally put it together. Uh, just because I felt like an idiot after realizing what was
2: going on. But I know what you're talking about though. Yeah. There were times when the opening package was the most exciting thing on the show. Right. There were times it when the... it was pretty fucking awful too. Yeah, you didn't like that that football parody. The da da da. The foot the nice little touch.
0: Them doing the football thing was fucking suck, man. It was horrible. I don't know if I like it less. Actually, yeah, no, it's my least favorite. If that one wasn't even on the table, it would be the We Are the Kings of Wrestling.
2: Oh man, that was bad.
0: It's real bad. But that I still like it. I still liked it more than their little football fucking parody.
2: Alright, man, we got two left here. So this one's kind of an all-encompassing here. I'm going to kind of clump in ass spot, low blow, and funny spot into one. What was your funniest spot of the year? Or if there's, you know, specific ones of those categories. We didn't see too many ass spots. I mean, in, in seasons past. HBK and Ric Flair were showing it off every show, so yeah. that was something to be seen. There was an awful lot of low blows. Yeah, I might have just altered this in my mind, and if I did, correct me.
0: But didn't didn't Raven take the straight jacket onto Dustin, wrap it around the corner, and then didn't he fucking proceed to fucking nard shot him? He punted his ball sack.
2: Yeah, he was working the nards, Raven.
0: That. Yeah, when he did that, that's probably my favorite. Because there's no defense of it. Like, I would love to put you in a straight jacket, wrap you around something, and kick the shit out of your nuts. That would, I would get great joy from that. You know, that's, that's something that would, would really make my day. So, back at you, buddy. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. That's something that you should allow me to do. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, that's probably my favorite, you know, of the, of all the nard spots. Mm hmm. Boy, funniest or spot that I laughed the most of. Uh, part of me thinks it's got to be Conan taking the fucking shoe and putting it on the goddamn hockey stick. Yeah, that was that was, that was ridiculous. It made me laugh. Good. It's like, let me make this safer before I hit you with it. It it, it was <laughs> fucking. It was funny. I, I that that one did make me laugh. And God, what was the third uh, area of? Uh, you were lumping three things together. What was the third one? It was Nards, funny Nards, and...
2: ass, Oh, ass spot. Got remember seeing... got an ass spot from a Bimbo. I'm not sure.
0: No, we almost got an ass spot from a Bimbo. Remember and then the other Bimbo covered her covered her ass with the cowboy hat.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah. So that Shut. would have been
0: my favorite ass spot, but
2: the Bimbo's ruined it again. Yeah. Do you got a favorite uh object? I think you picked guitar. I was going to say the bimbos. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's a good pick. (laughs)
0: Yeah, just joking, everybody. (laughs) Just joking. (laughs) (laughs) The guitar is great. Love the guitar. But when he brought in that fucking, God, was it an upright bass?
2: Yeah, I think it was a, it was a cello. Yeah, when but, he brought, yeah. when he
0: brought in that cello. I loved that because it was just it was so smart. It was just fucking fun. They didn't outlaw stringed instruments. They outlawed the guitar, so he shows up <laughs> with a cello. Pretty genius. I I liked that a lot.
2: All right, man. This is the last one here. So, what do you think was the biggest missed opportunity? or what could they have done better? Boy, that's a good question. I think there's a lot of things that throughout
0: they they could have probably done done much better with. They had they had so many shit finishes and high flying stuff which like I don't mind the high flying stuff, but I shouldn't be seeing boy, was it we almost 20 you know, dives to the floor you know, on one three-hour card is just way too fucking many. It it really dilutes the entire, like, all of the dives to the floor get diluted when you see that many of them. Uh, so if they would have brought, like, if they would have kind of reined that in a little bit, that would have really helped, like, the overall product to me. I think that they really miss not having, like, there's multiple pay-per-views where, the pay-per-view felt more like it should be a go home show. That's right. a big miss not having your world heavyweight title like featured on some of these shows. That's a big miss. There should always be some type of a major feud revolving around your title, whether it be, you know, the chase or just the champion stomping people out, doesn't matter to me. Your world title should be featured on all your pay-per-views. There was there was a lot of misses, man. There was a lot of misses all around. Uh, bringing in guys like Rhino and Sabu, like that's fun, that's cool. But uh, they brought him in, and then they they brought him in like it was a big thing, right? That they were bringing him in. But then, like, what are you doing with them? Like Rhino got the title. That, that was that was good, mm-hmm. but it was only for a, a short period of time until they they strapped it back on Double J. Yeah, you know, AJ Styles got the title short period of time, it back on Double J. And now I'm not yeah. saying that strapping it to Double J is a miss, because I don't think that it is. But w- you're bringing these guys in, and, and I'm guessing that they want to bring them in to kind of bring up the roster that they already have, but it didn't feel like that that was happening. There was, a, there was just a lot of misses. Not having, you know, not having Fran- Franchisler on the commentary team. I think that's that's mm-hmm. a miss. Throw um, TNA in the back. Yeah. There, there was a lot of different things that they could have done much, much better. And there wasn't, like, we had the ass B jizzle storyline uh, as soon as, you know, ass showed up. And there was some good twists and turns within that storyline. But I think having, like, I don't like the way that it ended, necessarily, or the way that, you know, the, it, the way we're seeing it end, obviously, because we're done watching fucking TNA. There's so many things that could have been done better. So many things. Slow it down, guys. Not so many dives the outside. You know, a lot of blood, too. A lot of shit finishes uh, throughout the course of the season. They didn't really make me care a shitload about any one competitor. And, you know, that's one of the things that happens every like every run of episodes we do. There's usually at least one guy that I'm like, yes, fucking horny for that motherfucker, right? And my pants got shorter when he got to the ring. Pants didn't get shorter all season. You know what I mean? My pants were the same length pretty much all year. So there was some misses. Raven, right? I think Raven and a uh, Jeff Jarrett program could have and should have lasted a little bit longer.
2: The whole ambiguity with the rules, that would have that been. That sucked, yeah. Just some consistency yeah. there. Because, I mean, when you look at it, they did have a great, you know, in this year that we covered, great crop of talent. A uh, nice mix of, you know, the old guard, the new guys. I mean, yeah. you kind of mentioned guys just showing up and leaving. I mean, Savage oh. at the first show. I hate to put him in there because he's one of yeah. the best of all time, but that was, uh, you know. Right. And, like, nothing, even, like, nothing, things nothing like Roddy. There.
0: Like, Roddy right. was great, right? Roddy, and that might be one of my favorite moments, too, is when Roddy was the official. He's taken out all the, all the stuff out of Scott Hall. And <laughs> Scott Hall pats down Roddy, and Roddy's got some gimmicks on him as well. Like, there, there was a Russell. There was, <laughs> Russell. It was. There was a some good stuff, but for the most part, like when they had these people there, it didn't seem to lead
2: lead anywhere. Mm. The six sides was a nice little mix it up deal there, but yeah, but yeah, man. All right, well, we made it through season number five. Good. And uh, good riddance to TNA. Yep. So, you think we'll
0: ever go back and watch TNA?
2: Maybe. <laughs> probably not for a little while. Not for a I while, mean, yeah. I mean, I bet that year that the Hulkster came in and it was probably intriguing, you know? Yeah, there's probably some fun stuff there. Maybe we'll put it back in the poll in a year or so, but <laughs> But no, we, we just totally skipped the poll this time, and uh, we got season six is going to be coming out. Uh, you want to? Well, yeah, well we, we, skipped, there, man.
0: Yeah, we skipped the poll this time because we we found out that we clearly can't trust our viewers because all they want us to do is watch horse shit wrestling. <laughs> I, I swear to you, if we we if we put up Dying Days WCW as part of the poll, even though we just covered it, they'd be like, you yeah, guys should watch it again. <laughs> That'd be really fucking funny if you guys had to watch it again. We're not fucking watching it again. All right, you pieces of shit. We're not fucking watching it again. All right? That's why we didn't put out a poll. That's why you, the listeners, don't get to choose our adventure. Right? <laughs> We're not fucking doing it. Oh, man. It's fucking... <laughs> I swear to you man we could we I, I if we put the poll out and we included w c w dying days t n a what we just fucking watched, and like anything uh, the the greatest year of wrestling right two thousand five WWE, like, they could be like uh you know I'd really like to take another look at that w c w that's real fucking cute i i do appreciate all the listeners, but you, yeah, Thanks are, for tuning in. This is not a choose-your-own-adventure, motherfuckers. <laughs> it's not what this is.
2: Well, we're going to hit you next time with the uh, with preview and predictions, but where, where are we going, man?
0: We're fucking going back. We're,
2: we're taking it back.
0: back. Taking back to where we once belonged. Get,
1: Get, <laughs> Get back. Get back. back. Take it back, back. to where we, back. we once we belong. Belong.
0: We're going to fucking WrestleMania four, bitch nuts, WrestleMania four. And if the viewers, the listeners, we don't have viewers. If the listeners don't like it, I don't care. Right? Listen to it. We're going to have a great fucking time. I am, I am, I am pumped because you know what we, you know, what we're not going to see. We're not going to see more than one dive to the floor all season, man. We're probably not even going to see Ah dive to the floor. I would be shocked if we see Ah one singular dive to the floor the entire run of episodes. We might see Randy Savage dropping I bet a double. Axe. Would give us one, yeah. A double axe is not a dive, right? It's a double axe, right? It's just a double axe to the floor. That's one of his moves. I'm okay with it. But when he does do it, I guarantee you, he's the only one on the show doing it. Right? We're not seeing eighteen fucking dives to the floor. Right, we're not seeing Jeff Hardy fucking cursing people. We're not going to see the 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 <laughs> fucking Al Green and Tank Abbott. Right, we're not going to see that. We're going to see good wrestling, fun wrestling. We're going to see the Hulk Hulkamania doing the backstroke. Right, we're going to see Andre the fucking giant. We're gonna see Bad News Brown, Akeem, the Big Boss Man, Jake Roberts, Bret Hart, Jim the Advil Nyehart, fucking Haku, Haku. Tito Demolition. Demolition, slick, You're fucking Big John Stud. We're seeing all the these powers
2: explode.
0: The powers are shooting out of a dick. Right? <laughs> this is going to be amazing.
2: Man, this thing is going to take us through June, so it better be good. And I'm pretty sure it is, man. It's going to be fucking great. And one of the things we, we picked, a, tell- we picked a shirt. Sure- we picked a sure thing.
0: Yeah, we, we we definitely did. We picked something we're going to enjoy watching. Uh, WrestleMania 4 to WrestleMania 5, and I, we should probably mention too, we are filling in the gaps with Saturday Night's Main Events. So if we didn't fill in the gaps with Saturday night Main Event, we'd have like four shows <laughs> to do. So we're going to fill in those gaps. We're going to start with WrestleMania 4. We're going to go all the way to WrestleMania 5. We're going to see the mega powers exploding. There's going to be Andre. There's Jake. Man, there's going to be... There's a lot of we good stuff,
2: the, man. A lot of good stuff. The first SummerSlam. Yes, we, Zeus. We got, we got the first fucking thirty-man uh, Royal Rumble, and we got the second Survivor Series, and then you know the main events, and then the Mega Powers exploding at the end, man. I mean, I'm pretty stoked. This is '88, '89. Um, some of my first memories as a wrestling fan. Um, I've, I you know, wore out some cassette tapes back in the day with some of these events. So I'm looking forward to revisiting them.
0: So I'm, I'm very pumped as well. And, and like you said, some of your, your earliest memories, my very first memory watching wrestling is watching the Royal rumble, 1989, not on a cassette. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I remember that, man. I remember being a kid. I remember being told I got to take a nap. Gotta take a nap, otherwise, I'm not gonna be able to stay up to watch the Rumble. And gotta watch the Rumble. Hulkamania is gonna be the running Wild. So it's. <laughs> oh I'm already, man. I'm already horny for this, man. I'm looking forward to
2: Vince McMahon yelling at me, yeah. telling me who's gonna be competing.
0: <laughs> yes. Or naming off the members of the team names and the members of the teams for Survivor Series. <laughs> Along with this King Haku or demolition welcome everyone to wrestlemania <laughs> it's so good it's so good i'm gonna have a lot of fun man rugged Roddy garvin he's gonna be there probably right
2: i think him and the uh, hammer have
0: a feud man oh man hammer my butt this is gonna be awesome <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, i want to thank y'all for tuning in and uh we think you'll enjoy our next season uh next up we're gonna hit you with a short preview episode give you a little taste of a taste of what's to come you better taste it and uh we'll make some predictions i mean we we've seen this stuff before so but uh it'll be fun though I, i'm looking forward to it man it'll be a nice change of pace for the new year
0: yeah stick out that tongue and taste it
2: oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right mm-hmm. man that's that's all I got, man. Yeah. You, oh, you, you got You got any closing thoughts before we sign off here? Yeah. I, again, thanks, everybody, for, for
0: hanging out and uh, listening to us talk about TNA. I'm so fucking happy to be moving on from TNA. I'm so fucking happy to moving on to a time period when rules matter, when the good guys were good and the bad guys were bad. It's, it's It's exciting, man. I'm definitely excited to move into something completely new. It's been a long time since we've we've left a season of episodes, run of episodes, and have been looked back on it, back on it favorably. I mean like these last two runs of episodes, each each of them, we did not look back on the run of episodes favorably as far as the product that we were watching. so I'm looking forward to be excited in watching something again.
2: What, I don't uh, think
0: it's going to be a chore. I think it's going to be fun.
2: Do you remember the third season? Did you enjoy that one? WCW and uh turned? Returned. Or was yeah. that a letdown? No, that was that fun. That was good? Okay.
1: Yeah,
0: that was a fun one.
2: Yeah, so it's been a solid year, because each of these seasons takes us about six months. So
0: Yeah, it was a fun one.
2: Yeah, man. All yeah. right, well, uh, we'll see you next time. Go to PWT's, get you a shirt.
1: PWT's, get yourself a shirt.
2: You got uh you got some drank over there, to plug, man?
0: Yeah, man, uh if you want to go out with Al, my island dancing boy, if you want to go out and hit the greens and you wanna look sharp, right? I don't think they sell grass skirts, but at Shank It Golf Apparel, they sell your favorite golf apparel. They got things like hats and stuff that golfers would wear when they're out on the greens. And if you if you go there and use promo code GBWPODs, you'll save yourself a little bit of money. But what you really want to do, right, on that morning, right, after you get all your shanky golf apparel, right, and you're getting dressed, you're looking good, you're about to go hit the uh, the front nine, oh, yeah. Oh, you're yeah. going to get a clean up on that back nine, oh, oh yeah. yeah.
2: You're
0: going to need energy, right? No man can take down 18 holes, right, without energy.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: There's no way, all right. There's not a man walking this planet that takes down 18 holes in a day without energy. And when you need oh, energy, yeah. when you need energy to put those balls in 18 holes, you're gonna need a little bit of rogue energy, right? When you go to Rogue Energy at Checo, you enter promo code GBW Pods. You're gonna save some more money. So you're gonna look sharp when you're going to shake a golf and putting in promo code GBW Pods. You look great, right? Crushing 18 holes but you're going to do it right with a fair amount of energy you're going to feel good you're going to feel great putting it all all those balls into 18 holes and trust me just fucking trust me
2: trust me trust me trust me trust me trust me trust me me. and i'm duke Bag. slide one in there
0: slide one in there is mine i'm the slide one in there guy I just slide one in there. Then why is it that every fucking thing that I come up with somebody wants to steal? I come up with these great lines, and everybody's taking them. Slide one in there is for me. You get pull one out of there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I just came up with a line for you. That line is just for you, buddy boy. I'm Duke Bags. Pull one out of there.
2: <laughs> I'm Duke Bags. Pull one out of there.
0: Hands some Kevin. A slide one in there. <laughs>